All right, so today I get to talk to you about the story of the prodigal son. Now, I know you all have probably heard it at least 20 times, but I really, really, really need you to pay attention, okay? So there's a dad, and he has two sons, right? There's an older son and a younger son. Today we're not, we're not going to focus on the older, jealous son. We're going to focus on the younger, poor decision-making son, okay? And so the son goes to the father and says, I want my inheritance. Okay, a couple things. One, the inheritance is what you get when your parents die, right? Um, I know when my grandma died, they, my mom and her sister, they sold the house. They shared the money. They split the car. It's like what you get when someone dies, you know, that's left over. Tommy Deering, sit up, please. It's a distraction for me. Thank you. Um, so key phrase in that definition is you get it when someone dies. Okay. So our story starts off with the younger son goes to the dad and says, I want my inheritance. Now, I'm going to tell you this wasn't the first time this son has had this discussion with his father, right? Rebellion doesn't just happen like that, right? So he probably went to him a couple times and said, I want my inheritance now. I want my inheritance now. I want my inheritance now. Here's what you need to understand. If I were to go to my father, who's, I hate to say it out loud, but, you know, he's 81. He's not in good health. But if I were to, he's, so he's, he's got one foot in heaven's door, which is great. That's fine. But if I were to go to my dad, who's, you know, doesn't have a lot of years left, and said, Dad, I want my inheritance now, that would break my father's heart. Because basically what I'm saying to my father is, you are dead to me. I cannot have a relationship with my father and acknowledge him as my father and take what's supposed to give, be given to me when my father's dead. The two, the two worlds don't exist. So the son says, I want my inheritance. And finally, dad says, fine. Right? And this father, unlike my father, is pretty wealthy. We know this because at the end of the story or close to the end, it says he gives him the signet ring which means it's like a credit card, um, puts a nice robe on him, fatted calf. This family has all the things of someone who's financially well off. So this, this young man's getting a lot of money. Maybe he got some cattle and sheep to sell. So he takes all of his stuff and he goes and travels and he spends it frivolously. Spends it on things that do not matter, spends it on things that are not helpful, right? One of, one of the things we read about is he was gambling his money away, which is foolish. If you only have this much money to live, why are you going to gamble your money away? All kinds of things. He finds himself in a sticky situation where he doesn't have any money, he doesn't have a place to live, and he doesn't have any family because he told his dad, you're dead to me. And he's like, hmm, got myself in a pickle. I'm starving. Like, my grandsons at 4.30 every day, they think they're starving, and I just about come unraveled because I'm like, you will never know what starving is. You've gone three hours without food, <laughs> right? There's people all over the world that only get one meal a day. So, but he literally was starving, and he said, I'm going to go work at a farm. I'm going to go work, and I'm not going to get money to, like, for any spending money, but at least I'll have a place to lay my head. So he's working at this farm, and he's working with the pigs. Now, these friends of mine, we just spent um, 
lots of time with pigs and goats, and, and I love the animals, but they're stinky. Like, they smell, right? They stunk. They, they had to clean up the poop and everything. It was very impressive to watch, by the way. And pigs, back in Jesus' time, they ate slop, which is all the garbage and trash that's left over. Now, I don't know, I think our two pigs were eating, what'd you feed them? Hay? Did they get the alfalfa? Yeah. And what about that, the one that looked like a little punk rocker guy, the black and orange one? He got hay? Yeah. Okay. So these are luxury pigs. But back then, they ate slop, right? When people say, oh my gosh, you're eating like a pig, it means you're like eating anything in sight. Eating a trash can, eating a trash bag, anything in sight. So he's working in the pigsty, probably knee-deep in poop, and he's, he's thinking, he's like, I want to eat what the pigs are eating. I'm so hungry, I want to eat the slop. Miss Day is such a picky eater. I can't imagine ever getting to the, I don't even like the crust on my bread, let alone eating the slop, right? But this is where he's at. This is his reality. And then he gets an idea. And I believe it was the father prompting him. The father prompting him, not the father. Yes. And he says, hey, my dad's servants, they eat really well, and they get paid pretty nicely. I'm going to go back to my dad's palace and ask to be one of his workers. And he's pretty humble at this point, something about hanging out in pig poop and eating slop, it humbles you. He's like, I know I don't have the right to ask to be a son anymore. I took that from him. I looked my father straight in the eye and said, you are dead to me, give me the money. He's like, but at least I'll be better off because I will have a place to stay and I'll have decent food. So that, that is that part of the story. This is the part where I think God really wants you guys to zero in on today. Okay? So here's what he says. Got to turn back. Sorry. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. Boys and girls, it probably took this son a long time to spend that much money. And the Bible tells us that while he was still a long way off, the kid's making his way. I'm talking long way off. I'm talking like Del Obispo, like down by the train tracks, okay? Long way off. There is no reason this father would have his eyes fixed down the road. He's not waiting for a UPS delivery. He's not waiting for Amazon. He's not like, hmm, I wonder if it's going to be delivered in the mail today. The only, the only reason this father has his eyes fixed down the road is every single day he wakes up and says, maybe today is the day my son comes home. Maybe the day... Today is the day my son comes back to me. Now, this is a parable, right? Which Jesus told people because we're stupid sheep. We're not super smart. So he has to break it down for us. So in this story, who is the father? Who is the father? Who is the father? Yeah, Emma. Yes, but who is it parable-wise? Like who? Giovanni? God. 
God is the Father. Yes. Who is the foolish son? Jaden? Yes, it's us. We are all foolish. We all wander from the Father. We reject the Father's love. We sin, right? And we deserve hell. We deserve consequences, right? But God already took care of that for us. How did God take care of that for us, Grace and Cortez? He died on the cross, a brutal death, so that we can be reconciled and free from our sin. You see, boys and girls, the reason I don't want you to sin is not because when you make a stupid choice and you land in my office, it takes up time, blah, blah, blah. The reason I don't want you to sin is because it, in your mind and in your heart, it separates you from the love of the Father. And you're like, well, no, not me. Hmm, let's read on, okay? Because here's the son's reaction. Here we go. While he was a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. So they began to celebrate. So the son brings his sin to the father and says, I'm not worthy to be in a relationship with you. And I believe there are people in this room right now that are struggling with sin or aren't living out the way God has called them to. And God hasn't separated you. Did God move in the story? Is God still living in the palace? Who moved? Who moved? Us, the son. We move away from the father when we sin. I couldn't talk about this in the first chapel because if I use the word naked, they come unglued. When I said he kissed the son, they all just about fell apart. I'm like, do you not kiss your father? When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and they hid from God, which is so silly, can't hide from God. He said, where are you? And they said, we're, you know, we're, we're ashamed, we're, we're naked, we're hiding. And he said, who told you that? Like, that's your sin. That's why we don't sin. That's why we don't make bad choices, because it separates us from the Father. Some of you in here, God has been looking for you to have a relationship with him for a couple years now. Some of you come to the school, and you're not a Christian, and your family's not a Christian, and you don't know my whole story, but I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I told you this before. I was raised in a crazy home. Crazy. And at eight years old, I walked into the kitchen and told my mom I wanted to know about Jesus. And she started dropping me off at church. And some of you, you felt the Holy Spirit prompting you, saying, is today the day you come home? Is today the day that you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Savior, that I'm God, that I provided a way for you to not feel guilty, to be free from your sin? And you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But there's freedom in that. There's freedom in saying, yes, I want to be a follower of Jesus. Yes, I believe God is God, and he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross, right? And it doesn't have to be this big, huge leap. Like... 
Maybe you're not out gambling. <laughs> I don't know. You can do anything on those iPads anymore. I don't know what you're doing, but we're all sinning. So the message today is freedom and the overwhelming love of the Father. The Father, while he was a long way off, ran to get him. Sixth grade, you study old history. All history is old, but like Middle Eastern ancient civilization, right? So back then, at this time during this story, men wore very long robes. And it was actually against the law to show your legs. Now, boys, you don't know this. You've never tried to run in a dress. But it's almost humanly impossible, right? I mean, this one's great. It's got, like, lots of layers and whoo, but a dress. And the father knows, I cannot run to get my son in this outfit. So he risks his life. He takes that robe and he wraps it up around him and he runs to the son and picks him up and scoops him up and says, I love you. And then the son makes excuses about why he can't be in a loving relationship with the father. But I'm going to tell you today, there is nothing that you have done, are doing, or will do that separates you from the love of God. See, if you're a Christian, I'm a Christian. I asked Jesus into my heart like a hundred times because I didn't have anybody to understand it. I didn't. So I'd ask Jesus into my heart and then I'd sin and I'm like, oh my God, Jesus fell out of my heart. I was eight years old, right? I couldn't ask anybody in my house. But once you ask Jesus into your heart, when God looks at you, he sees you through the blood of Jesus. He sees you perfect, holy, blameless, righteous. We've talked about this. He calls you a little saint. Who doesn't want to be a little saint? Who doesn't want to be overwhelmed by the love of the Father? We're singing that song. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down. It's true. There is nothing that will keep God the Father from getting to you. But the Father didn't go find him in the pigsty. The Father didn't hunt him down and say, come on, boy, you're coming with me. We're going to have a relationship, and you're going to say you're sorry, and we're going to kill a calf. The son had to make steps towards the father. He had to make the first steps towards the father. That's what a relationship is, right? Today, some of you, I hope, we're just, I'm going to pray, but I just want you to examine your own hearts and say, ah, I've been super crabby been super unkind to that person. Wow, I've really been so mean to my little brother. Like, that's all the pig slop, right? The enemy wants us to carry it around, and God's like, leave it in this pigsty. Just leave it there. Come and have freedom with me, and let me love you the way the father does the son in the story. And I know there are students here <clears throat> who do not have a personal relationship with Jesus. And if you got hit by a bus today, I don't know where you'd be. But that's not, why we, that's not why we do it. We do it because Holy Spirit is saying, today's the day where you ask Jesus in your heart. There's nothing like it. Then you get baptized. I've seen it happen with students. And I just know there's people in here that God has been tapping you on the shoulder, just like that son. 
I mean, God had been tapping for a long time. And he had to get him to a place. I don't want you to get to the place where you're in the pigsty, sitting in the poop. Like today is the day if the Lord has been prompting you, okay? Remember how much God loves you. There's nothing that will keep him from you. There's nothing you can do that will separate you from him. Okay? Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. Thank you for seeds that are planted. Thank you for conviction, repentance, restoration. Thank you for salvation. God, I just pray that there's students in here and you have been calling them down the road, calling them into relationship with you, that humility will, will fill their hearts, control whatever is keeping them from a salvation relationship with you, God, that you would tear that down just like in that song, that students would go to their teachers, that they would come to me, that they would go to their parents and say, today is the day I want to become a Christian. I know it's not always easy, but it's the only thing on this planet that's worth it. God, I pray, I pray that today each person in this room has a deeper understanding of the love of the Father. It's hard to comprehend because it's not like human love. God, I pray that we walk out in freedom and lightness, just the love that you have for us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.